0: Right. uh, Speaking of uh, the announcement yesterday by the president of uh, the move to adjusted alert level one of uh, lockdown regulations, uh, well, there is a lot of... Some people are being a little bit sceptical and uh, cynical about that decision, particularly in as far as it relates uh, to gatherings. We know that up to now there's been really tight controls on uh, the number of people who are allowed to gather. Um, It's now been announced that, uh, you know, the people... uh, Facilities will be able to hold up to 2,000 uh, people. Or that is in outdoor um, venues, at least. Uh, we have had a situation where there's a move from indoor. Capacities of two hundred and fifty to two hundred to to seven hundred and fifty, and the maximum number of people permitted permitted to gather outdoors will increase from five hundred now to two thousand. Is this something informed by science, or is there an element of politicking here? Chair of the Social Security Systems Administration and Government and Management Studies at West uh, School Governance, uh, Professor Alex van der Hever joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Prof, and thank you for your time here on the Power breakfast i mean we can never rule out the fact that that uh, these decisions are also are also informed by um politics it's not just purely about the science or the economics of it
1: well i can't think of what scientific study would uh would give you uh information to expand the number of people indoors uh, uh, to that extent mm. so i doubt it came from any evidence um, and, you know, people constantly refer to science. I mean, science is a, typically refers to the scientific method mm. that's used to uh, kind of verify and f- knowledge. Mm. And uh, I, and uh, asking a group of scientists for um, their opinion is not science. That is opinion still, but mm. informed opinion. But I doubt that either the scientific method or um Science, the opinion of scientists for, would have really informed that mm-hmm. so it really would, I can't say what informed the decision but it wouldn't have been it's very unlikely that it was evidence of mm-hmm. any form
0: In what way is it counterintuitive to what we are or what government has set out to do in the first place by introducing uh, um, these uh, restrictions on gatherings?
1: Well it is, uh, the indoor gatherings are obviously the highest risk mm. because it really depends on which you know how those venues are being managed. But certainly that's where the super spreading occurs. And uh, you'd you'd have to have incredibly good ventilation, um, really good spacing and everybody wearing masks not to get infected. Um, and the problem is really it only takes one person in a poorly ventilated room to infect a whole lot of other people in once in you know in one period. So I think that that 's always been the risk and it 's sort of well known that that 's the problem it 's a lot less risky in the outdoor setting mm. in the outdoor setting um, there is adequate ventilation uh, and you and you potentially during the day you 've got ultraviolet light as well if you 're in the sun but it's it 's a lot less risky but indoors that 's the area to manage.
0: Where does this leave, uh, you know, for example, people who are commuting by train, buses, or taxis? Because, I mean, as far as social uh, distancing is concerned, um, there, that is, there is none that exists in that kind of environment.
1: Well, there appears to have been very little um, done to manage the risk in, in sort of any form of bulk transport. You know, the requirement to drive with windows down um, has not been yet to I certainly see that every day, and that means anybody sitting in that taxis at risk even if they are wearing a mask and they 're in the taxi for longer than fifteen minutes mm. and that 's been going on throughout this pandemic so we've 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 got groups of people who have been perpetually exposed in those particular settings, mm. and the same can occur in uh you know in poorly ventilated buses
0: well uh, oh, uh, if they're not the Apparently, aircrafts have some kind of uh, specialized filtration system that uh, make them safer?
1: Well, they extract the air. So certain people are beginning to install um, uh, uh, air conditioning systems which extract the air. Mm. And so it draws in air from outside, not from... It extracts the air and, and basically disperses it outside. Mm. And, um, and that basically cleans the air. You can get various systems that can, uh, you're not necessarily filtering the air, but you're removing it. Others can filter it if it's being recycled back into the same venue. Uh, then you, there are uh, different forms of air filter that you can get, including ones which include some ultra, uh, a UV filter for the air, and some of those will replace the air every 20 minutes in a, in a particular setting or room. So those are things that people are looking at, and and the airlines are definitely invested in that. So the air is 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 basically removed out as fresh air mm. coming in, that they bring in, um, and uh, and if you, blowing air down and wearing a mask, you are relatively safe
0: in an, uh, in an airline. Very interesting. Pro- Professor Alex van der Heerfe, uh, the Chair of the Social Security Systems Administration and Management Studies at Wits School of Governance, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. He's not convinced that the decision to increase these numbers for gatherings is based on any form of science.